All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Robert. Welcome. And we're back. We are. We're back. And we are going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) Back to chat. So, yeah, so we're excited to to jump right in. Um, If you're not following us on Twitter, you can at LLNP podcast and is one word spelled out. And uh, you can find our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Amen, Mike. So, yeah. we so. are going to talk about some stuff today. What let's, are we going to talk about? Let's talk about some stuff. Let's get into some stuff. What kind of stuff? Good stuff. What kind of good stuff? Good stuff. <laughs> borderline great stuff. Well, what great about, like, Trump and shit? Are we going to talk about that? Because he's great, and we know that. He's making Trump great again. He is. He's making his, well, I don't know if he's making his brand great again or not. I don't know. It didn't, it's not, it didn't, things aren't working out well for Ivanka, that's for sure right now. Oh, yeah, she's, uh, she's really struggling. (laughs) (laughs) She's got plenty of money. Nobody worry about her. No money, no worries. (laughs) That's bullshit. <laughs> no but, money's uh, lots of yeah, words. so this week this week was definitely a big week for Trump. Um he gave the congressional address that everyone had been looking forward to that happened this past week. Um definitely probably no, I'm gonna say it, it was the best speech Trump has given. Um he sounded as I tweeted, he sounded damn presidential. Um for those people that were concerned about his ability and capability to sound presidential for take that for as important as you think it might be he sure sounded it this week well here's what i don't understand about the whole he he not sounding presidential he always sounds presidential now because he's the president because he's the president so he's maybe he's rewriting the rules on being presidential i mean that's the case everybody every president writes their own rules on being the president right Everyone. And so he's just kind of changed what it means to be presidential to where it's now going to be a large, shouty douchebag. (laughs) Right? Uh, Yeah, but that wasn't him this week. That was not him this week on on during his speech. Anyways, Uh, it was his speech was so it was very optimistic and forward looking the way obviously much of his campaign was. I feel like his speech was pretty much how people kind of hoped his campaign would have been it was basically all the optimism all the forward-looking um for uh you know respects for america um support of the military um just really you know very patriotic and supportive of our country but without all of the snipe co- sniping comments and snide comments you know uh, about every little distraction taking place of course he kind of got back into that after the speech as you know a day or two later all the the russia controversy resurfaced with a with a vengeance um he started started back on the twitter on that so well you know obviously when you're out there speaking right uh, uh, you know in a joint session of congress you can't really get your phone out and start tweeting so I guess that's what we have to do. We've got to take the know. phone away. I don't know. Do you remember Hillary was always tweeting in the middle of the debates? I don't know how she did that. but Well, obviously, you know exactly how she did that. <laughs> I'm just saying. So but, you know, we were tweeting, too, but nobody read them. 
Um, <laughs> and they were funny. If you should go back, listeners, and and, and kind of go through our our feed during the debates, there were some pretty funny comments that we made oh, dude, way you know before we, we had do? our twelve listeners. You know what we should do, Robert? What should we do? We should start the analog Twitter where we just like write hand write out our our comments and then mail them to someone. What? Exactly. Twitter, but analog Twitter. So it's not electronic at all. We literally would just we just take we take our comments, hand write them down, put them in an envelope, put a stamp on it, and mail it to somebody. Who's gonna be the unlucky bastard that gets our mail? Totally random, just like Twitter. Whoever <laughs> sees it, it'll be awesome. No, you're talking it. about a mail campaign. That's what you're talking about. We have to put out little mailers. We're going to send them more than one person. It's going to be well. Yeah, I guess that's true. We can send the same comment out to multiple people. That's for sure. I'm going to do it, Robert. I'm going to I'm going to take this initiative on for our podcast and do the analog Twitter. Great. Well, you know what you were supposed to do before that was write some blog posts, which we haven't seen it's, yet, but we're waiting. It's too it's too modern, Robert. I'm trying to take it back old school, which I'm going to do with analog Twitter. All right. Well, let's we'll get it we'll new get school. we'll get around to blogging, but <laughs> I want to I'm going to take it back before I improve on the new. No, I don't I don't think that's an improvement um, at all. So what we need to do, Mike, what we obviously, need to do, obviously, we need to write our blog posts, i.e. you need to write our blog <laughs> posts. Um, but and we need to get Trump off of Twitter. That's what we need to do. We need to get him off of Twitter. And maybe I think he, he gets sound. off on Twitter, though. Well, he does, for sure. That is for sure. But <laughs> he, need, he needs to stop. I mean, just they need to take his personal Twitter account away for the next however many years he's president. Just uh, let, him, let him use the POTUS handle. Well, since he's rewriting his presidency, he might be president for the next 12 years. I don't see that happening. Because <laughs> even with the massive amount of Republicans in the Senate, um, we're not going to get that bill passed <laughs> by a two-thirds majority to amend the Constitution. <laughs> well, didn't didn't the Democrats put a lot of stuff on like the tail end of the Affordable Care Act that just like didn't have anything to do with health care? Maybe... Uh, Maybe when they go through the reconciliation process to repeal and replace, that'll be one of the items they they uh, stick in like page seven hundred thousand and two. First of all, that's not just Democrats. I've gotta I've gotta explain that. That's every single law that has ever been passed has always had some little amendment at the bottom that nobody's read that passes anyway. It just so it might happens. be legal to have 12-year terms already. We don't even know. No, no, because that's already in the Constitution. There's a term limit set on that. So you'd have to amend the Constitution. You can't just write a new law. I feel like I'm in like constitutional law 101 right now. Well, it's funny because you know how they call Obama a constitutional lawyer? Do you know that? I, I've, I have heard that. Yeah, well, you know, he's never written like a, a constitutional paper at all. Like he's never written a huh. paper on anything. Didn't I think I saw something where he like wrote his first like scholarly journal like in his seventh year in the White House? Well, I'm sure he did. He was too busy playing golf and basketball, you know, and and ruining Obama or not, I shouldn't say Obamacare. He was ruining health care with Obamacare um, throughout the rest of his term. So yeah, he didn't have much time, Mike. And oh, they're uh, they're starting to get on Trump for his golf game already, you know. Well, they kind of should. I mean, if you look at Obama, you look and you look at Bush. You know, Bush is a great example, by the way, of what kind of president should go and kind of play golf and what what they should do, what they shouldn't. Um, 
after September 11th, I don't remember the exact number of times he played golf, but it was in the teens. And if you if you remember, President Bush became president in the year 2001. In January in 2001, September 11th was September 11th, 2001. So throughout his entire term, he played like 20-something rounds of golf total. Because he said, as soon as, you know, the attacks happened, that he didn't have time for golf. There, was, there were things to accomplish, things to do, keep him, keeping America safe, keeping our soldiers safe overseas, whatever he could do to help with that. And golf was not something that the president at that point should have done. Well, of course, of course not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, didn't really seem to be a problem for Obama. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess Trump's making some time for it. Yeah. At <laughs> In between all of his other campaign issues that he's working on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, it's funny. He's re-campaigning all over again. It's well, kind of uh, like, like Obama never really stopped running for president the whole eight years he was president. So. Well, right. He just talked about shit that he wanted to do. He didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, which, to Trump's credit, he's already doing some stuff. Well, what has he really done, though? We're getting some immigration stuff going on. Overturn. Um, Next. We've got the repeal and the replace on the on on deck. It's in the wings. And uh, we got some military budget increases happening. And we're gonna we're gonna you know take care of ISIS. Well, not, so nothing has happened really though yet. It's been talk because there's the budget talk, still has there's... to be approved by the Congress first of all, right? So it has to be approved. He hasn't done anything. He might have submitted his his thoughts. Got Gorsuch, you know, but he's but he can't do anything Nominated. himself. It's right. up to Congress. Well, he's not a king. Thank God, he's already got enough gold, so <laughs> he doesn't really need to be a king. Yeah, you know? this is a good point, but I still think I still think there's a lot of potential, and I think a lot of things are moving in the right directions, especially for as early on as we are. Well, that that is true. It's what like the forty was it the forty fifth day or something like that? I think in office. It's flying by. I don't remember what the exact day is, um, but it doesn't really make make any difference to be honest with you. So, um, so yeah, so Trump, 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 um, and not to mention too. Um, during his speech, um, so here's here's there's a couple a couple things that I want to touch on from the speech. Um, it was very interesting, uh, you know. There, the speeches are always like rallying cries, more or less, for the party. But uh, it was extremely noticeable how the entire like the entire side of the Congress would stand up. That all the all the Republicans would stand up and give standing ovations after almost every sentiment that Trump mentioned while the Democrats would just sit there. And at some point, um, some of them would even outright boo and throw their thumbs down at him, which was just kind of ridiculous. Like, what are we, Great Britain? I you mean, know what, though? And, and that bothers me to begin with anyway. Why, I don't understand why one side has to freaking stand up and <laughs> clap after everything. That speech could have been 20 minutes. Yeah. If they no, had just it, shut up. It would have been half as long, <laughs> for sure. You know? But, uh it, you know, it's like I said, it's a rallying cry and they're getting enthused and, and uh, you know, generating momentum. So I, I get why. But it's yeah, I totally agree. It's it's a bit excessive, but that's nothing new. You know, for Obama, it was the other side doing it. Well, exactly. But it's just kind of, just it's aggravating just, no matter what president is in office. So that's what I'm trying to get at. 
yeah, no, of course. It's just it is a little goofy, but it was a good speech. But um, so that was they had that going on. Um, but one of the things that was interesting was he highlighted a young woman um in the middle of his speech who had suffered from I don't remember the exact disease, but is is highlighting an extremely rare disease that she came down with when she was. A child, they told her uh, family that she wasn't going to live, I believe, past the age of five, um, you know, and just to, you know, kind of enjoy the small amount of time they would have with her. Um, the father refused to accept that. Uh, he actually founded a pharmaceutical company and created the life-saving drug, um, you know, as, as this this narrative unfolds. he cre- His company created the life-saving drug, that was able to save his daughter's life. She's now 22. She's a sophomore um, in college. And, you know, just, you know, she's alive and she's doing well. But um, so he highlighted that, called her out. She was there. She was attending the speech. You know, every everybody in the entire audience stood up, gave her a big standing ovation, uh, which was which was great. And he used that that whole point to highlight the fact that, um, there needs to be a shorter time frame to get drugs approved um, when they can have such life-saving measures and improved quality of life. And we need to really take a look at the regulation and cut down the time frame of that. So that was his follow-up point, and to which immediately half the Congress stood up to support him, while the Democrats all stayed sitting for that piece which I think was just like such a stark contrast because everybody unanimously agreed that this girl's life was worth saving, that it was important, that it was noble, and that it was a good, worthy pursuit. However, they all they disagreed that removing the roadblocks to actually make that happen for more people was a good idea. Well, I, I mean, that's interesting for sure. I just, I wonder... If he wants to change the way that drugs are approved, um, you know, I mean, obviously they're they're done that way for a reason. I mean, I'm not in the medical field at all, but it seemed to me like the FDA, if you're going to save people, it's not going to, you know, hold your drug back, but they're trying to make sure that it is safe for, you know, the end user, I would call it, to, to make sure that they don't die of another terrible disease because of the drug they took is that not correct no i think that's valid but i also think there's a lot of widespread criticism for the length of the approval process through the fda i don't think that's anything new i think that's some old criticism that nothing's been done about so i think it's i think it's completely valid to to bring that up as a point for re-examining for re-examination especially with one of trump's mandates seeming to be the reducing federal regulations with his, you know, for every new regulation passed to have to get cut, which, you know, on the surface, like, yeah, that sounds really great. But I, you know, I think you just have to, I think it'd be better just to actually cast a critical eye at the regulations that are passed and then actually comb through existing regulations and just get rid of the ones that don't make sense. Right. I I, I can agree with you on that. I mean, I don't, I don't like every regulation, but there are some regulations that we need, you know, there yeah. really are. So um, even though we like less government here, it, it's probably something that needs to continue. Um, less. We like less government, but we recognize that we need some government. Exactly. Exactly. It's not just, uh, 
federal government is not just for the military, you know. We're not anarchists. For, well, exactly, exactly. We want to be able to, you know, live our lives the way we need to and, and have certain protections from the federal government, but by God, from we other don't people. want... Yeah, but <laughs> what we don't want um, is tons and tons and tons of regulation, you know, like look at California, for example, um, where everything, everything, I swear to God, is regulated. New York, everything must be regulated. They try to regulate soda. Or pop for those people but from they the north. Try they did. Well, they did, but it was declared unconstitutional in New York, so they had to repeal that. So it, they, you know, because they put a tax on, I think it was every soda over twenty or twenty ounces. Yeah. Well, you know, it didn't last long, because you still buy two sodas if you wanted. Gotta have my pops. You know, that's a different commercial though, Mike. That was for a cereal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I know what you mean. I gotta have my pop too. I'm enjoying one right now, as a matter of fact. That's great. But it's right at 20 ounces. <laughs> it's right at the legal limit. <laughs> <laughs> For New York, it is. Or was. I guess not anymore. Um, Every, everything's bigger and better in Texas, so we don't have to worry about that. It is. It is way better than Texas. In, way better than. No, in in Texas. That's what I meant. And um, uh, Yeah, so is our diabetes, but that's another, another issue. Yeah, so. well, you know, when you have, have a lot of sugar, apparently, you become diabetic, right? Is that how that works? That's everybody, what I'm learning. So everybody thinks it works, but that's bullshit. What they're telling me. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? Look at it this way. Diabetic people are nicer because they're sweeter. Get it? <laughs> Get it? Ha ha! <laughs> Although this one is not too sweet, so unfortunately <laughs> I just shot that rule to shit, didn't I? A little salty. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, no, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I just think that it was an interesting an interesting dichotomy that literally unfolded like on, on the, the public screen right there with, uh, with like, yes, we support this girl's life and the, the really kind of drastic and heroic measures that, that happened to keep her alive. But we don't necessarily support making it easy to do that. Yeah. We don't want you to do it. We just support you trying to do it. Yeah. We're glad it happened, but, yeah, we're you know not real thrilled about <laughs> helping it <laughs> helping it go forward for everyone else, right? What so, is that all about? So that's what I picked up on, and I was just like, that's ridiculous, um, you know. And uh, and if uh, if those speeches weren't the you know the football up down exercise that they are with the standing ovations, um, it wouldn't have been as drastically to notice that, but. Uh, you know, as stark a contrast, but uh, it certainly was. Yeah, I mean, of course it is. It always is. And again, but I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. If um, all these politicians, left and right, both think we need to come together as a country, then what's wrong with standing up and, you know, applauding something that makes sense? You know, it, it doesn't go against your policies. You know, in, in reality, that should probably go hand in hand with both, Right. Right. You would think that would it's you know, it's kind of one of those things you would think both parties should be able to get behind something like that and saying like, OK, why does this agency exist? Yeah, it's to protect people and make sure that these drugs aren't doing more harm than good. However, you know, it's it's I think it's I think it's a widely recognized um, fact that uh, it's a flawed system as it is because so many drugs are out there now that have, and we've talked about this before, but there are so many existing drugs that have such harsh side effects, um, including death, blindness, erectile dysfunction. All right. Those are always like in, in every ad, but, um, 
Yeah, but you can take Viagra for one of them, and it might cause death, but hey, it's worth the boner. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. I don't take those pills, so I couldn't tell you what it's worth or what it's not. So, But I'm just saying, like, it's already a flawed system, so it's worth, you know, it's worth looking into, I think. Um keeping on keeping on the topic of the speech the other the other large um kind of i don't know intermission of the speech was when um Donald Trump took time out to recognize the the navy seal who was killed in Yemen uh Ryan Owens and his widow was actually attending the speech um and some time was taken to to recognize the uh, the, the the military man, um, you know, William or Ryan Owens. It was that time was taken out to recognize him. Uh, a lot of uh, applause was was and support was showered upon uh, the widow, and literally, it just it was ongoing. It literally became an intermission for the speech because the applause kept going for several minutes. Yeah, and did you see? Um it was it was some uh, I, I want to say it was probably a uh, investment banker in Chicago got fired over a tweet about that. No, I didn't. You did not see what that? was what was his tweet? I'm sure it was ridiculous. It was it was calling her a pawn for Trump or whatever it was, and you know saying that oh just Trump just used you and your husband's death or whatever, and so the firm fired him. Good for them. Yeah, a Chicago firm. Can you believe that? It is hard to believe. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I I know I I was watching that too, and it was uh, it was amazing to see, it really was. It really, honestly, it it did feel to me it felt like a genuine moment where everybody was able to support this this poor woman and her loss, and and genuinely recognize the sacrifice that her husband made for our country, and and that I think was it was a it was kind of a special moment in the middle of all of that posturing that was going on that evening. So yeah, it was, and I. Isn't it? Wasn't it? Um, his dad though was was blaming Trump and said he wouldn't come to the speech or something like that too. Yeah, it was it was the the seals father who is being very vocal and highly critical of of Trump right now. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of two competing storylines with that. So yeah, and I still don't know exactly what happened anyway, but I don't think anybody ever really will. I'm no. sure that's going to be a classified operation for a very long time. Yeah, I'm sure it will be also. But um those are those are I think some of the highlights anyways from the speech over the over uh, the past week and then uh as we kind of alluded to earlier um following the speech the Russia <laughs> storm just resurfaced with a vengeance. I don't understand why in pol I mean I understand it but I don't like it anyway um how in politics pretty much no matter what happens the other side is always going to try to take you down for something that didn't make any bit of difference whatsoever this being it yeah and it's really they're just losing focus over what they're there to do they're just taking so much time and energy to attack the other side both sides right now instead of instead of just being like all right like let's focus on what we're here to do yeah, the um, you know the Democrats when they were when Obama was in office said that the Republicans were stalling everything. It was the Republicans' fault, this, that, and the other. But here it's the exact opposite. Now, you have the Democrats who don't want to get on board with anything, and it's been, only been forty something days. Keep this, keep this in mind, right? But they're all, and then they're going after everybody. Oh, he needs to resign. He needs to resign. He needs to resign. 
If, if Elizabeth Warren says one more friggin' thing, I think <laughs> I'm going to lose it. She is one of the biggest liars there is in the, on the planet, number one. She lied about being Native American so she could get a, a Harvard teaching job. So if anything, she was probably worse than the rest of these people because she had actual monetary gain from her lies. That's usually called fraud, but I guess in her case it's not. You know, because, oh, she's American Indian. She's not. She's like a 16th. I'm just as much as she is. <laughs> and I've never put on an application I'm an American Indian. <laughs> you didn't get any of those scholarships? Hell no, I didn't get any scholarships. <laughs> I think that's why they wrote that into the scholarship programs now, that you have to be a certain percentage because of Elizabeth Warren. I swear to you. It's insane. <laughs> the Warren rule. But she's, yeah, she's, but she's going after the whole administration for this whole Russia thing. You know, that's it's absurd. like, I'm sorry, but when you're in the Senate, and I don't care what committee you're on. There's sh- <laughs> every committee at some point, these senators, these House members, they're probably meeting with governments that you don't even know about, much oh, less yeah, someone probably, that we... Probably, they, they just are. It's... Yeah, and we, we do a lot of things with Russia in reality. We do, we do trade with them a little bit. You know, obviously, we, we have a, I won't say a great relationship at this point, um, but it's... It's we're getting there, right? You know, old Putin's gonna give uh, Trump uh, a freaking gift of some kind, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, and then all, everything will be good. He'll be his best buddy, kind of like they think he is now. And I mean, I, I just don't, I don't understand why you'd want to forty days into it trash an entire administration and try to make him go from square one because well, all they're that's just doing continually is, trying to blow it up. Well, and like, all it's doing is hurting the process. They're they're stalling the entire government process on bullshit. We didn't do that. No. You know? I mean, give I mean, me a break. We, we did shut the government down for like ten days, but I mean Well and that was both parties' fault. Right now. That was the Democrats and Republicans, because the Republicans wouldn't give up on certain things and Obama wasn't gonna sign it if they did. Or if they didn't. So you know, you you can blame that on the Republicans and all this, you know, the debt ceiling talks and all that other crap shit. It's it's ridiculous. It's both both parties' faults, and anybody that says otherwise is a moron. It's the mutually assured destruction. It is, it is. That's why we need a third party in America. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one that's not going to sit there. You know, seriously. I mean, one that's not going to sit there and caucus with one party or the other. Like Bernie, for example, he might be an independent senator. But he's going to caucus with the Democrats on absolutely everything. He may as well change that I to a D. Well, I'm just saying, like, so how, how would you see adding a third party in the mix solving things? It's not a th- necessarily a third party, per se, um, but it would be third party type candidates who would be able to win seats in all these different elections and actually and kind go of, back and forth as right. As it you know, as deemed necessary. You could fit. have you could have a libertarian, for example, that's going to go the Democrats and caucus with them on certain things, and with the Republicans on others. You know, that's that's how we need to have this done because this whole two party system in reality isn't helping us at this point. It's just not. It's one way or the other, and everyone's pissed at everybody else, and there's nobody sitting there in the middle going, um, "But I like you for this reason, and I like you for this reason. Can we just like get along and actually get something accomplished here?" Why? Not anytime soon, I don't think. Although well, not... we do now have Sleepy Ben and uh, Rick Perry. Oh, God. I know. I saw <laughs> that the other day. Um, those alerts came through from some news network anyway, probably yeah. the Clinton News Network, um, but that they had gotten confirmed. And I was like, oh, 
the end of America is near. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ben Carson, like, every every housing development home must have at least one hammock in every bedroom. <laughs> in every bedroom or just, like, on the porch? Uh, probably, no, probably, I think it, I, I retract that. It'd probably be, like, a two-hammock-per-floor rule. Just to ensure adequate napping space. Yeah. I don't really see him napping outside either, so probably not outside. It would have to be inside, wouldn't it? No, they're going to be indoor hammocks. Yeah. Who would want one of those? Uh, college kids. When you have yes. a freaking bed, why would you want a hammock? Uh, You know, sometimes it's nice to nap somewhere else. I'm not, I don't usually take naps. In fact, I can't remember the last time I took a nap, except I did take a nap this afternoon, and I took my nap <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> So you can't remember the last time you took one, but you took prior, one today. Prior to today's nap, I couldn't tell you the last time I took a nap. Well, you probably deserved it for today, didn't you? I was pretty sleepy. You're pretty sleepy, just like I ben. was, and, just like uh, Ben. Yeah. So yeah, we got those guys going in. So I'm sure, <laughs> sure that's gonna be a good move. You know, uh, I'm I'm sure they're gonna have their resignations get called for here in the next thirty days too. So. It well, I'm probably I'm sure Ben Carson's probably met with a house before and you know Rick Perry probably knows an oil person so oh definitely <laughs> you know so that probably just completely disqualifies both of them and that those scandals are just yet to break I know right you're going to find out that Ben Carson actually had something to do with whitewater with the Clintons <laughs> <laughs> Well, the it's just the the total all the Russia distraction like that's just all it is is just pure distraction because now now you know it started with uh, started with them with Sessions like oh Sessions like you need to resign and then uh, I'm glad he hasn't yet I don't think he should I if he doesn't he doesn't deserve to be in the position he's at anyways because he's too weak but um, you know he shouldn't resign but he did recuse himself from any campaign investigations. Um, again, I don't, I don't know about that, but he, he did that. And then, uh, who else were they calling out on the Republican side for that, for meeting with Russia? I don't remember, but, but not after Flynn. like the same day Trump's on Twitter, like tweeting out pictures of Schumer and Pelosi meeting with Russia, you yeah, know, and McCaskill and just too. going back and forth on that. Did you see the McCaskill tweet that she sent out? saying that she'd been in the whatever the hell it was for you know 12 years whatever the time frame was and she's never met with a russian ambassador and she did like two years ago they tweeted a picture of that one too and you're like look if if you're gonna lie at least delete the crap (laughs) off of twitter first get your people to say look go through my twitter feed and find out if i ever have a picture of me meeting with anybody from russia and if, if I there do, is, you go get that shit. Hillary Clinton bleach kit app and right. get rid of it. Right. How how freaking stupid are these people? You know? Not, not the brightest bulbs, you know? Exactly. Exactly. But, I, but instead, is you know, they're just like right in the mix, just mixing it up, you know, just distracting, not doing anything productive. That's me, Congress. It, to me, it's so frustrating. That is just the way we work now. Congress is there to... to Make money. That's really what it is. They're they're there to sign a book deal when they retire. I swear to you, no get one gives a crap. And you get that pretty good salary and all those perks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and why don't they just do something while they're up there? That's what I want to see. Yeah, just do something. Well, it's not public service. No, it's not. 
public disservice. Well, I will say this one thing, and it's not from the speech. I don't believe. I don't remember this anyway. Um, but there are a few senators that are warning that the FBI, the um, I, what is it, the A, I want to say it's the ATF too, maybe the the DEA and the Social Security Administration. You know, they're leasing space from buildings that are owned by China, the government of China. Do you know that? No, I, I had not heard that. Yeah, so apparently there was something that came out of the GAO, um, which for those of you who do not know, it's the Government Accountability Office, um, which is kind of like Congress's research. I don't want to call them team, but we'll call it their research team. And they found that there's a ton of agencies that are leasing spaces from Chinese-owned buildings. Can you believe that? Like, that's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, it, it, you've got China being, I'll call them the suspected hackers of, um, you know, a few years ago when they somebody hacked the Office of Personnel Management yeah. which released all the records or they got records from pretty much anybody that's ever served in the military, anybody that's ever put any sort of um, government job, they put them all at risk. And here they are. They're the, they're the number one suspect in that crime. And here we are leasing buildings from them. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure those aren't bugged beyond <laughs> capacity. Right. Speaking oh, of gosh. speaking of bugs, should we get into the Trump bug situation? What is going on with Trump that? Bug. Yeah, the Trump bug. I don't know what. What are you talking about? Trump? You didn't hear see it on on Twitter that no. friggin' Trump is uh, accusing Obama of tapping Trump Tower. <laughs> no, you didn't see oh, that for real. No, for real. Yeah, yeah, that was what he uh, he came up with. Whatever it was, Saturday, Friday or Saturday. I'm not hundred well, percent. But I did hear a conspiracy theorist, theorist on the radio saying that uh, Obama bugged the Oval Office for Trump before he left. Who cares? <laughs> and it's not, I mean, seriously, does he really think that? I mean, I want to know how much of this shit that he says he actually believes. Trump. I don't think it could be much. Maybe 10%. I just don't know why he's saying it in the first place. Oh, come because on. Because people are expecting him to act like a douche and he's doing it. He's douching it. He, oh my God, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I thank God Hillary Clinton is not the president of the United States. Thank God for that. However, <laughs> Trump needs to act, as you said earlier, more presidential. Now, not the, not presidential because he's president, but how most people would perceive the president to traditionally act. Traditionally presidential. Right. There you go. That's what he needs to do. And this is this is not helping. He is it's, tar- not, it's not helping the perception, but do you think it is helping it helping his likability, I guess, with his base? Because that's the reason a lot of people like him is because he just says whatever and, and is, you know, he spouts off what's on his mind the way most people do. I, mean, I the way don't we are believe, right now. I do not believe that he can actually think that's helping him. I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't know that it's that calculated. I think he might just he might just be like, hell, I'm American citizen. I say what I want. This is what I think. I'm putting it out there. So he's crazy. Maybe maybe a little. So that's okay. Well, there's there's the next uh, resignation they're gonna call for for a different reason. It's not because he did anything illegal. He's just nuts. 
Well, they've already been trying to impeach him since he got in office. So, I mean, it's not like that's new. No, but you got to commit a crime for that. Oh, I, I know, but I'm just saying maybe that's where the that must be where the whole Russia thing is. I mean, I can imagine that's where it's going. You know, but I, I don't know. I just I flat out do not know what in the hell is going on with these people. And I cannot believe that Trump said that Obama bugged his home in Trump Tower <laughs> before the election. It's like, yeah. I, first of all, I don't, I don't Barack Obama doesn't like Hillary Clinton. He flat out does not like her. Nobody likes Hillary Clinton. Clearly. Hillary likes Hillary. You know, she's insane. And she <laughs> is, you know, you have Hillary Clinton is probably one of the most corrupt politicians in the history of America. Whereas Donald Trump, I think, is probably one of the most, this again, this is my thoughts. It's not fact, so I can't get sued for libel here. Um, but it's, I, I, I feel like Trump has got to be one of the most crooked businessmen ever to have walked the earth. So you had two corrupt a-holes running for president. Who are you going to pick? And you cannot pick Gary Johnson. You cannot pick Jill Stein. Who are you going to pick? You know, Mike? Donald J. Apparently, Donald J. Trump. And like I said, thank God Hillary didn't get that job. But I just hope Donald um, stops taking his crazy pills over the next couple of weeks and decides to actually run this country. And I really like I've actually tried to think about like where where we'd be and what what we'd be looking at right now if Hillary had gotten elected. I've been trying to picture that and it's really kind of difficult. Well, we wouldn't have as many protests right now, probably. That would be one thing. Yeah, we definitely wouldn't burn down any neighborhoods or cars or shops, that's for sure. Yep, yep. You know, Milo would probably still be doing his college tour because he wouldn't have said something crazy about molesting children. Um, you know, so. He would have already said that. I just don't <laughs> know that he would have gotten the attention. He wouldn't have gotten caught. <laughs> Idiot. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> What what else can we say would have been different? Um, I don't know. Uh, we probably would probably have free college coming up this this uh, this upcoming fall. Nope, because the Republicans own the House and the Senate. That never would have passed. Well, you know, yeah, I guess they. I guess well, if Hillary had won, would uh, would the the makeup be the same though? Probably. Hmm. I don't know. She did win the popular vote, you know, Robert. She did win the popular vote, and she still lost tons of Senate and House seats. I shouldn't say she. The Democrats still lost a ton of, a ton of House seats and, and uh, Senate seats, even though she won the popular vote by 3 or 4% or whatever it was. So, no, I don't think. Because keep in mind, if she had a one with popular vote, you still would have had the same makeup in the Congress. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Because they're not... They're not elected by the Electoral College, so they're actually elected by popular vote. Well, I knew, I do know one thing. Instead of all the attention being placed on Russia, it would just be still being placed on the emails and the Clinton Foundation. No, it wouldn't. Oh, yeah. we would, I, There's no way that we wouldn't be, like, trying to investigate the crap out of her right now if, that, if, she, had, if she had won. We wouldn't have the ability. We wouldn't have run the FBI. She would have run the FBI, and James Comey would have been canned immediately because no, but that, that's of the investigation all, in the first place. But that's all we would be talking about. Like, that's all the Republicans would be talking about. Probably. 
instead of instead of Democrats talking about Russia and, and throwing distractions that way, okay. like that's all we'd be talking about is. So let, let, let's talk about email for two seconds. Did you did you see the article or whatever it was about um, Mike Pence using a private email server when he was governor of Indiana? Uh, no, I did not. And they tried to draw parallels to that being okay, yet Hillary using her server was not okay. And <laughs> what this is what people don't understand, because obviously journalists don't want to report facts. The office of governor of Indiana versus the secretary of state of the United States of America are not comparable jobs. One handles classified material. The other handles farm equipment and what the hell's <laughs> going on in Indiana. And no, look, I love Indiana. It's a great little place. I go down there a couple of times a year, you know, kind of run through, play some golf. Great state. But guess what? There's no classified information on the governor's server. I guarantee it. Guarantee corn it. subsidies. It's probably, you know. <laughs> and so how can you draw parallels? It's apples and oranges. It's actually not apples and oranges. It's apples and tanks. That's your difference. Say, you know? It's uh, apples and terrorists. And all of these left-wing idiots are, are like, oh, my God, Mike Pence used his private email. He used this. He used this. He wasn't a government official the federal government who was sole job was the secretary of state that's i mean how do people do that i mean are they that brain dead mike yes they are robert <laughs> yeah what do you want me to say how yes. is that possible they've all done their free college they should be <laughs> smart as hell right now well it hasn't been free <laughs> so they couldn't Not finish yet. Thank God they didn't finish, because if anything, a friggin' college dropout is probably still a Republican, because <laughs> they didn't have the five to six years, however long it's taken kids to graduate now. Liberal indoctrination. Yes. They're, they're, thank God they're skipping part of that. <laughs> so they're becoming libertarians or Republicans instead. They've still got their sanity among um, you know, their peers, where their other idiots are going to Chipotle and Taco Bell and talking about how great the friggin'... Um, uh, great socialism is. But you know what's funny? You think Taco Bell would exist if socialism were around? You think Chipotle would exist? No, they wouldn't. No, you just you just get a Bush drive through Oh, God, can you imagine that? No, thank you. I live in the United States of America for a reason. I don't want to go to Russia or Ukraine or any of these crazy breakaway Russian republics. I don't want to be there. I want to be in the United States for a reason. Yeah, hot dogs and hamburgers, french fries all the way. But, you know, it is kind of interesting, uh, now that you bring that up, the the left's um, fascination with uh, um, socialist ideals, yet they're, <laughs> you know, just a complete indignation of anything tied to Russia. It's kind of funny. Yeah, there you go. What the hell, Mike? <laughs> if anything, they should be praising Trump for meeting with Russia to try to be more like them. <laughs> right? <laughs> You know? Don't they have universal health care over there? <laughs> Do they have health care over there at all? Or if yeah, you get sick, does Putin just shoot you? I was going to say, it's called a 22 to the back of the head once you get a <laughs> toothache. <laughs> oh, man, I can see that, though. That's the sad part. Uh, oh, Vladimir Putin. Go to the gulag. <laughs> you can go to the gulag for anything, can't you? Hillary yeah. definitely would have been sent Except to the gulag. the haircut. <laughs> No, but you know what's funny? Speaking of haircut, you know Kim Jong-un? He made yeah. it illegal to have like any haircut other than his own. <laughs> nice. I thought that was fucked up. 
<laughs> I mean, have you seen him? He's, uh, seriously. What a, what nothing a narcissist. Ag- nothing against lesbians, but he looks like a lesbian. It's hilarious. <laughs> Why would you want that haircut? Oh, that's absurd. Can you believe, <laughs> like, you go into the barber, like, what'll it be? Never mind. I already know. <laughs> I'll have the Kim Jong-un, please. <laughs> How ridiculous. Like, oh, you know, man. you know, like at some of those places, they got like little magazines around, like little books where you like flip through and they show you like ideas and stuff. I don't know if they still have those because I cut my own hair. But you cut your I remember... own hair? Huh? You cut your own hair? Yeah, I do. That's but amazing. I uh, I just I remember being a kid, like going into barber shops and they would have those little books you could flip through and they show you different hairstyles. Can you imagine like going there in North Korea? <laughs> it's just like a hundred page book of Kim Jong Un. <laughs> just the same picture on every page. <laughs> that would be a different picture. It'd be a fashion pose. <laughs> every other picture would be different, Mike. But the haircut would always be the same. <laughs> It always. Be, what happens if he changes up his hairstyle? Like everyone just always has to have the same hairstyle. Yeah, I or mean, he just starts shaving his head. Well, and he 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 can grow it out. So if he like decides all of a sudden that hey, you know what, longer hair is in, <laughs> and you you don't you don't have the ability to grow the hair like that. What happens? Does he kill you too? I guess you get a wig. <laughs> you know, you got, you got his his half brother that he murdered last. Uh, was it two weeks ago? And now he's going to murder everybody that doesn't have the same color or same cut of hair? That's nuts. That's yeah, nuts. maybe that's why that guy died, because he <laughs> wouldn't get the haircut. That is true. He did not have the haircut. Right? <laughs> yeah, he did not. So maybe that was the reason. Wasn't playing ball. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, what else? What else can we talk about today, Mike? We've talked about so many good things. I had some good stuff for sure. I don't know what else you got. What's what else is on your mind? I don't know. One of the big things was immigration, right? On yeah. uh for his speech. So we could kind of talk a little bit about immigration. And I think everybody that's listened to our podcast on immigration completely understands that we as a podcast, Mike, are actually 100% for legal immigration. I mean, I am. I don't know if you are. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you are. Legal being the key word, though. So when you put the ill in front of it, like Kim Jong-il, right? He was a nasty nasty character, a nasty person, right? That's one of Trump's favorite things, right? Terrible person, terrible person. Terrible, terrible. (laughs) When you're illegal, you are committing a crime. There are plenty of people that do this legally. So I don't understand why it's an issue with, you know, they're, oh, they're, such, they're all good people. They don't commit any crimes. Bullshit. The crime that they committed was coming into the United States illegally in the first place. Boom. There Strike are roads one. to legal citizenship. And, yeah, no, they're not easy. I'll give them that. They're not easy. But I dare you to go to any country in the world, especially countries like Iran and Syria and other places, Mexico, for example, as well. And see, and just see, just see how easy it is to immigrate to those countries. It's impossible. But who would want to? <laughs> I was going to say, but who's, who's, nobody's kicking down their door trying to get in either. Well, it's no, but it's it's funny. It's funny when you sit there and, and you, you look at people like, you know, Iran, who said that they were stopping all, you know, visas from the United States because we weren't letting their people in. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. Who cares? I'm not going to Iran anytime soon because I don't want to get captured and killed. I'm not a spy, but guess what? 
I'm an American. So of course, the first thing they would do would be like, you're a spy. Why else would you want to come to Iran? It sucks here. <laughs> you know? So boom. I'm in prison for five days, and then I'm executed. No, thank you. And you're on one of those videos. Right. I'm on a freaking propaganda video with ISIS. No, thanks. I don't want to be beheaded in front of the internet. That is not my kind of kind of fun time. I don't know. You know, um, Mexico. I mean, I don't really want to immigrate to Mexico either. Can't even drink the water there. Exactly. I don't drink a lot of water anyway. Most of mine's got caramel coloring, some uh, <laughs> some fizzy carbonation um and usually 23 flavors if you catch my drift dr pepper um but still i mean who who wants to immigrate to these places there's a reason they're leaving in droves to come here because we have the best system in the world i still think that i know people don't think that america is great and if you don't dj college says we the best we we the best that's for sure we are the best (laughs) and for anybody that says otherwise then why are they here? Why would you not want to live in the best place on earth? Right? I do. I do too. So why would you why would you say that, you know, this place is so terrible and, you know, I don't want to live here in, in this America because this America is not the America that I love? Well, bullshit. The America that you love is the one that you're living in right now. What you didn't love America was Syria. Is. What you didn't love was Cambodia. What you didn't love was Sierra Leone, wherever the fucking hell that is. I know it's in Africa somewhere. Africa. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> wherever the hell that is, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a geography major. Neither are you, Mike, Mr. English. Um, so we shouldn't have to know that kind of crap. What was your major? So I can start calling you Mr. Your Major. My major was golf. Mr. Golf? Mr. Golf. But don't call me that because I'd rather be known for my gun prowess. Um, Mr. Gun Golf? <laughs> gun Golf. That sounds like I'm from North <laughs> Korea now. Um, gun. And I'm not. I'm not. Um, so anyway, I, I was going on a rant and you interrupted me, Mike, and now I've lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Let's get that train back on track. The Trump train? Choo-choo. Trump train. Um, yeah, so shit. I don't know where I was going. But I was on a roll. I can tell that's, you that much. That's my bad. <laughs> it always is on this freaking <laughs> podcast. It's always your bad. I'll just put some butter on you. See you on a roll. Oh. <laughs> Mike, uh, I don't even know what to do with you with your crappy <laughs> jokes today. They, you know, they've been terrible. Oh, they're awesome. No, they're not. Um. So anyway, all right. Well, let's we'll, we'll continue on immigration then, since obviously we, you know, I don't know. We kind of started on that path. Um, now that we've migrated to this topic, let's stay here. Yes, the state of New York. Um. I think, I think New it's York. actually on Long Island that they had a gang, MS-13, and I don't know who that is. Um, I know they're a big gang, Mike, but I don't know a lot about them. Do you? Um, I don't. I'm going to Google it right now. I thought they were like a prison gang. I feel like I've come across them before. Yeah, it's an international criminal gang that originated in Los Angeles, according to Wikipedia. It's it's mainly, it's Hispanic, right? Yeah. I think it's a Hispanic gang. South Um, American, um... So, territory is North and Central America. Uh, This is all from Wikipedia. Uh, Ethnicity, mostly Salvadorans, Hondurans, and Guatemalans, with a membership of 70,000. I don't know how you track their membership, but... Well, they've got cards. They carry around in their wallets. Card-carrying member? I thought that's why they all just had the tattoos. So, in case you forget your card at home, you just, like, show them your neck. Well, maybe that's what they do. Um, Then when they go into the tattoo shop, the tattoo shop calls the FBI and goes, hey, I got one more. You never know. Mm. I don't know. 
So, but anyway, so apparently they've arrested. Actually, it actually says that right here. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it says they distinguish themselves by the tattoos covering the body and also on the face. Thanks, Mike. And they use sign language, their okay. own sign language that they invent. Instead of calling this you is, Mr. This English. This is kind of fascinating. I think I'm going to start calling you Mr. Interruption. <laughs> that's, that's all you do is interrupt me when I'm on a, a roll. It's a little lengthy, but we'll yeah. go with it. Well, it's not that lengthy, to be honest with you. But and anyway. Mr. English just has a certain cachet to it. I'm going to mute you in about two seconds and finish my point. I can do <laughs> that, you know. Um, anyway, so apparently the gang MS-13... Uh, uh, there were, I think, 15 of them arrested. Nine of them are illegal, by the way. Nine out of 15. Uh, and then they got arrested for pretty much murder. So they apparently killed or were involved in the deaths of two high school-aged girls who were, I think, 15 and, like, 16. Two, um, I think one of them might have been a black girl and the other one was, a, like, a Mexican girl. Killed them. Yet people are thinking that these people should be allowed to stay in the United States. I have problems with that, Michael. Big problems. Why, why do these people on the left keep thinking we should open our borders to absolutely everyone? I don't know. I don't know either. It, it's obviously for us, it's a no-brainer, and it feels like it should be to everyone else also feels like these are the kind of things we should be talking about instead of who met with who from Russia. Well, exactly. You know, if you're if you're a doctor and you want to come over here and practice medicine, whatever, as long as you pass the license, I'm for it. If you're if you're a office worker and you, you know, you want to push papers all day or you're a lawyer, whatever happens, come on over. Come on over. But if you're a gang member, I don't want you here. If you're just sitting there suckling on the government teat, I don't want you here. You can do that then, at your own country. And then killing others. Right? Yeah. You know, you, you t- uh, whatever it was. I mean, I think they, they killed these girls with knives, so they slashed their throats and let them bleed out. Ooh. You know, I mean, are you kidding me? That is gruesome. It is. And obviously Trump got in a lot of trouble for calling people from Mexico murderers and rapists, which clearly they're not. They're not. Just like, but, no, not all of everybody is one thing. Exactly. But shit like this, yeah, these guys need to be get the hell out. And if you're a sympathizer with this gang, MS-13, you should also get out. <laughs> if you're, seriously, I, I mean, just like if you're, if you're a sympathizer to ISIS, I believe you should be in a different country. You should not be allowed in the United States. Well, it's they not can, the place for you. Like, they clearly, we're everything that you're against. So why exactly. would you want to be here? Exactly. Well, you know, Islam is totally different. I know people call it the religion of peace. Um, clearly, that's not true. Um, but you have a lot of people in the U.S., anyway, that are sympathetic to ISIS. Um, but I think it stems from a lot of the teachings of Islam to say that, you know, everybody should be Islamic. And, you know, Muhammad the prophet, you know, I'm sure we're going to, hopefully we're not going to get beheaded for saying this about the prophet. Um, and if we are, I've got guns, so Mike, um, you might be on your own. But anyway, you know, it's 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 boggles my mind how he said in his teachings that we're going to try to convert everyone and those who resist must die. 
I was going to say, the fact of conversion is not unique to that religion. However, the fact that there's a death penalty for those who don't convert, that's unique. Right. And I think actually in, um, there was a, oh man, I'm going to, I don't know. There was, there was something going on this week in, I think it was a North African country, that there were a bunch of people that uh, were kind of going around to schools and forcing schools to close because they were not teaching solely the Quran. Mm. And their options were close the school or we're going to burn the school down with everybody in it. And that's, that's what they were told. And what do you do in that situation? You close the school, right? Yeah. You kind of have yeah. to. You don't have a choice. You kind of don't have a, de- a decision at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's you know what I I think it was actually Burkina Faso. I think it was where it was. I think that's what I remember reading. So, you know, I mean, you're you're talking about these these terrorists. They go around terrorize communities. I don't want that here ever. And if you're sympathetic to that way of life, get out, get out now. Because makes makes our school voucher choice um, debate <laughs> pale in comparison, right? I mean, seriously, think about that for a second. It's insane. Yeah, that's pretty. It's just crazy. It's it's hard. It's really because it's so far removed from our reality. It really is difficult to to kind of wrap your head around. At right. least for me, anyways. But that's the other problem too. Is when you bring a lot of these immigrants over. It's not their normal way of life, and they have a hard time adjusting. You know, I, I would consider it sort of a, it's a culture shock. And they get their culture shock, and they never kind of get out of their, you know, older ways of thinking. Which, and it's a huge, huge detriment to them assimilating to the United States way. And so they just, well, because that's the narrative now, though, is that you don't have to assimilate, is that you can be here, you can live here, but you keep your... You know, you keep your nationality, you keep your pride. Like, yeah, you you live in America, but you're not necessarily an American. And that needs to change. It absolutely does. And I think we talked about that on our Which, you know, one of our it, first podcasts. Yeah, we've brought that up before. But and yeah, it really it's doing a disservice not only to the to the immigrant, but also to to the country. Right. And again, that is something that the left loves to do. They love, you know propping these people up on their own pedestals saying, oh, you know what? Look at you. You're you're from Mexico. You're from Costa Rica. You're from the Dominican. You're from, name 18,000 other different places. And everybody's, everybody's cool with just doing that. If you're going to be in America, either you got two, you got two options. Become a permanent resident so you can keep your citizenship of your old country, but you're still paying taxes, you're still able to work in the U.S., whatnot, or become a citizen. Those are your two options. These very long-term work visa BS, that's ridiculous. The hell with that. We have tons of Americans out of work. We don't need work visas from other countries. We just don't. Yeah. No, it's it's a valid point. Like, we definitely have, I mean, we have the enough people here that we can, it seems like we can, we can come up with that. And we're the only country that catches shit because we don't want people to come in. <laughs> Everybody else denies people all the time and nobody gets shit for it but us 
because well, they they think it's they think it's somehow our responsibility, which it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. Everybody wants American politics out of their country, except for when it comes to immigration, and then they want us to open the floodgates and let everybody in. Bullshit. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna accept our military in your country, and you want us to get out of there, you don't get to send your people here. How about that? Is that a, is that a good deal? I mean, yeah, for us, that's a great deal. You know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but it's it's stupid. The, the countries in, in the world are, are so out of touch with reality. It's, an, it's insane. But yeah. anyway, I don't know. I think um, we've talked a long time, Mike. We might have to, to wrap it up here in a second. But um, that's just kind of my immigration rant for the day, I guess. We're going to do a Robert rant section on every podcast from now on. Just let me go <laughs> at it. Ranting it out. That's right. Yeah, rants so, and raves. Yeah, maybe so. There are so many different be a rave things. In there somewhere. Raves? No, raves are stupid. That's All for right. like high school and college age kids to go get messed up on ecstasy. I don't do that. Uh, I mean, just mean there's got to be something like cool, like a positive, sometime, right? Somewhere. I mean, I keep hoping. You know, Barack <laughs> said, "Hope and change," right? Hope. So I hope that's gonna happen, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, but a solid episode. Uh, But uh, yeah, we want to know what you think too. So let us know what you're thinking on Twitter. Hit us at LLNP podcast and, uh, or, or leave us some comments um, on iTunes. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Give us a rating, send us a review, whatever you have. We want to know what you guys think so we can tailor more of our conversations to what you guys actually want to hear. Or we'll bring you on the podcast with us. That's right. Guests all the time. We just don't have anybody that wants to join us. <laughs> could be you. As of yet, anyway. So. It could be you. could be Donald Trump. We don't know. No, Donald's not allowed anymore. Oh, come on. He's off the podcast from now on. you got to have me on. <laughs> I have you on every week, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Donald. Oh, man. I'm a, I'm a big league podcaster. Big league or big lee? Big league. <laughs> you didn't answer my question. I just did. I said it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, yeah, so follow us on all of our social media stuff. Uh, Mike's going to write a blog post. Mike, what are you going to write it on this week? I'm going to send – I'm going to write it on Analog Twitter, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to get a whole bunch of new followers for Analog Twitter. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> that, that'll work. As long as you write a post and post it on our website, llppodcast.com. Well, I'm going to do the new, like, social media. There is no such thing as the new social media of The new social Twitter. media, the old school way. That's the what old I'm school do. way? We yeah, still have that. Dude, it's called I, newspaper. About, I explained my brilliant groundbreaking policies on, on the analog Twitter at the beginning of this episode, so I'm not going to jump back into it. But I wouldn't call them groundbreaking. To, groundbreaking. I'm going to pursue that. I'm going to go buy a book of stamps tomorrow and get on it. Do they still sell those? Oh, yeah, they're super expensive, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 50 cents a stamp or no something. No way. Dude, it's it's nuts. When are we going to get rid of the post office? I can't believe no one said that's a federal agency they don't want to get rid of. Well, I think everybody wants to get rid of the post office. So apparently people think it's worth something. Nope. I don't think we so either. U- we have UPS and FedEx and, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. And Lone Star Overnight, if you're in Texas or, or Oklahoma, don't forget about them. 
I didn't even know they existed, they so I do. couldn't forget about them. They send <laughs> next day packages from anywhere to anywhere in Texas. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We'll call it, uh, yeah, we'll call it interstate, not intrastate. Or did I back those up? It should be, I don't remember. I'm not an English guy, Mike, so what it should it have been? No idea. Shit. We didn't cover that in any of my classes. All right. Well, we'll get that right for next time. Um, within <laughs> the state, we'll just make sure that nobody thinks I'm a complete idiot. Um, within the state. I'm done plugging Lone Star overnight. Uh, so anyway, follow us on all our social media. Check your mailbox for, for your, for your uh, new old school Twitter. And come back next week and listen to another exciting episode of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. I'm leaving that part of my life. <laughs>